Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back into Sports Talk. Hanging out with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abair, Charlie Long, running the master control. Happy to welcome in now Jeff Nowak, St. Sideline reporter, also digital content producer who is hanging out in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. And the Senior Bowl update is brought to you by the spirit of First American, a banking tradition since 1910. Jeff, how was day two out on the practice field for you? It was good. You know, we, we can't we can't have asked for better weather. And the interesting thing is the field is facing east to west, right? So the media sits on one side and, you know, the scouts and everything are on the other side. And you can actually tell when you're leaving the stadium because all the media members have a sunburn on the left side of their face and all the scouts have a sunburn <laughs> on the right side of their face. Because I, I just noticed I looked in the mirror and you could tell, like, the left side of my face is red. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's always fun. You know, this is a – this is a really fun event. You know, you get to talk to a lot of these players and you just like, you can really understand the value of it when you hear them talk about like, okay, I've been looking forward to going up against this guy. You know, I talked to uh, Liatu Latu, which, you know, some of these names are, I'm learning them. I'm learning them in real time. And, you know, I was talking to him about, he went up against Kali S.A. Luanga, another guy whose name I just learned how to pronounce. And, you know, these are two, the top, one of the top edge rushers going up against one of the top tackle prospects. And, they're they're actively like teaching each other what each other needs to work on, and you know I just think that this process is just a lot of fun. Now, uh, Jeff, you look at the scouting uh, process, and I want your opinion on this. Uh, they've lost their trusted member on the scouting staff uh, to Sean Payton, and the Denver mm-hmm. Broncos uh, they're hiring a Saints assistant college scouting director uh, Cody Rager. Uh, now he has a new title in Denver as vice president of player personnel. Now he's been working with the Saints for nine seasons, and he worked closely uh, with assistant general manager, uh, we all know Jeff Farland, who helps run, obviously, the Saints draft. And then they go way back, uh, him and Jeff Farland, going back to the Dolphins. So, so what is your take? Because you always have to have a right-hand man or someone you can lean upon. Would you win this? Who's representing the Saints organization at the Senior Bowl. Uh, but what is your take on losing like a, a Cody Rager? Because I guarantee you, Sean Payton ain't bringing him on board unless he thinks he knows what he's doing. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's interesting. I think it gives you uh, – anytime you have turnover, it's obviously difficult because you have to replace somebody. But I also do think it gives you an opportunity to, you know, get a fresh set of eyes on things. Uh, the Saints are a team that, you know, it actually becomes kind of easy to identify a pool of 
potential draft picks that you can scout because they have very specific, you know, prototypes that they look for at certain positions. And, you know, I, I do wonder if, if at a certain point you need to revisit some of these prototypes and look at them and edge rusher, for example, we talked to Jeff Ireland about that. Uh, you know, edge rushers seem to be getting smaller. They seem to be getting faster, but the saints are a team that really is dedicated to this big bodied edge rusher. And so, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, this is a, I think the Saints scouting is in a good place. Obviously you, you lose something with Cody, but it's just going to be an opportunity for people to step up, you know, fresh eyes, like I said, and, I, I think that's they're going to continue to to approach things similarly to how they have been. You know, the, the, this event in particular, one of the reasons the Saints value it so highly is because because of the proximity, and they're actually able to basically bring their entire scouting staff uh, with very little effort. And so, you know, that's that's kind of how it's how it's operated. And I think that's a big part of why you end up with so many players getting drafted out of here is because. You know, I think the Saints are a team that really likes to know a prospect implicitly before they make a decision to bring somebody into the locker room. And you do that by getting into a room with these players and talking to them and learning about them, kind of learning what makes them tick beyond the film. So, you know, it'll be interesting. I'm sure they're going to promote somebody. I'm sure they're going to identify someone to take on that role, and we'll see who it is. Now, uh, Jeff, uh, you know, the Saints fan base, uh, the Houdat Nation, they get a little impatient. Uh, that, a little bit. Uh, and now, no. who, who, who's going to be the offensive coordinator? How many times I get that every day? I was like, uh, so all of a sudden, um, you know, I'm at the gas station. I'm avoiding people. I'm like, oh, okay, uh, I know what they're going to ask me. <laughs> who's the offensive coordinator? So uh, you, you, it'll be double digits, and then you hear different names. It all comes about what, as of late, uh, Chicago Bears offensive coordinator Luke uh, Getze, and then the Ravens receivers coach Greg Lewis. So the list goes on and on. Uh, but, but what is your take? I, I mean, this is what I said. Uh, I, I might be wrong. I said, I don't know. We always do a lot around the senior bowl. And if not, uh, you know what I told them? Uh, this was yesterday, not today. I said, by this time next week, I think we'll know who the offensive coordinator is. I don't know if that's a fair assessment, but, but that's what I left them with. Uh, considering all the people, now this is right before the Super Bowl and all, what we've dealt with uh, now, uh, if you're involved in the Super Bowl, uh, you look what you come about. Uh, now, uh, whether that's uh, uh, Brian Greasy or Clint Kubiak, whatever. Uh, what's your take on that, uh, Jeff? Yeah, I, I think you're getting close. I think they're, the Saints are kind of honed in on, uh, you know, a very a, a narrow pool of candidates. Like we have a lot of names, but that, it's not like they're – throwing darts at this long list of names. Like you go through the interview process, you narrow it down. You know, I, I think Getsy is a, is a, is an interesting candidate. The, this entire time I've kind of felt like in the situation the saints are in, it would be a very difficult position to put a first time offensive coordinator in. I think there's a lot of headwinds that you're going into. And, and that's, again, that's just a tough situation, right? You, you're going to have to right. learn on the fly you know, I don't know what the leash is like for Dennis Allen in year three, but you've got to be getting to a point where it's kind of put up or shut up. That's a tough position for a, for a young offense coordinator. That's why a guy like Getty, I think, makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, he, he's, he's worked with a defensive head coach. Uh, you know, a, a Clint Kubiak is another guy who has called plays before. He called plays with the Vikings. He didn't go particularly well. You know, Mike Sullivan is another guy. But, yeah, I, I think you're getting close. I wouldn't expect this to drag on much longer, and in part because, you know, I think – it's really easy to sit there and say, we're going to go through our process. We're going to be patient. 
early on in the process. Now you're looking at the Bucks need to hire an offensive coordinator. The, the Panthers need to hire an offensive coordinator. A lot of these teams are, are really getting into the throes of that. And I don't want to be fighting with the Bucks for a candidate. I don't want to be fighting with the Panthers. And if you can nail something down this week, I think that's, that's, that, that's, that, that timeline makes sense to me. You know, this process has yeah. been ongoing plenty long enough. So I think you're getting close. You know, uh, Jeff, the one thing I, I just know from a fan base, uh, it looks not that he's not worthy, uh, but uh, nothing to write home about. They would not be excited. Oh, we're staying in-house. Are we going to just uh, announce Ronald Curry? Mm-hmm. Uh, if something like that happened, uh, no, the Saints fans would be discouraged. You know, you want to change, and you're hoping for a change, for a different wrinkle, whatever. Uh, listen, uh, Ronald Curry, he knows what he's doing. He has enough skins in the wall. He's 44 years of age. But they would look at, no, uh, that, that's going to be uh, the same song and dance, considering he's been part of the organization I think you have to have some kind of outside influence. Now, uh, listen, uh, Dennis Allen, whoever they bring in an offensive coordinator, he's not telling them what to do because uh, his, his baby is what we do in defense. If, if, if ever the Saints defense uh, 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 truly sucks, it's all on Dennis Allen. I can right. tell you that right now. <laughs> it ain't nothing to do with the If the defense, uh, no, I think uh, we need to be always top ten. I think we took a little step back, but we uh, the takeaways – so, so that was encouraging. So, but you have to look at it. Dennis Allen. See, a lot of times fans don't understand. They think they know. Uh, the head coach knows everything. No, they don't. They have a background. What's your wheelhouse? It's either offense or defense. You look at John Harbaugh uh, with the Ravens. You know where he is. Uh, he was on the defensive side, but really he was a special teams coach. Right now, you got to manage your coaches, and uh, you know, in the team and the organization. But people think like. It's, it's Dennis Allen's uh, fault if the offense sucks. Well, he has to trust somebody to get it done because it's going to be a reflection on him. But Dennis Allen's not telling the new offensive coordinator what to do. A lot of times fans well, don't understand that. Well, Bobby, you know, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. You know, go back to the seven and nine years where the defense couldn't, you know, stop right. anything. Right. Were you saying, Sean, figure out the defense. No, you're saying, fire Rob Ryan, fire this guy. Right. You know, and so, like, that's where you, you flip that now, right? So just kind of think of it that way. And, you know, the number of times I've heard people say, well, why did Dennis Allen choose to throw there? And, like, yeah. you didn't call the play. That's not how it works anyway. Right, right. Um, but going back to your kind of original point there with, with Ronald Curry, I agree. I, I think there's this idea that, Anything different is better, and, and, and sometimes that's not the case. It just would, I think it would placate people to bring in someone from the outside, but that doesn't necessarily mean it'll work. That just means you're trying something different. And I would say a couple things. One, elevating Ronald Curry doesn't necessarily mean you're keeping everything the same. Ronald Curry might have some great right. ideas for how right. you can revamp this offense. It's not like he is a guy who is tied to everything Sean did. Pete was. Pete was a guy who – I don't know if you could extricate what Pete wanted to do versus what Sean did because that was so interconnected. I don't think it's necessarily true with Ronald. Now, the other questions I would ask is, one, do you think Ronald Curry can be a good offensive coordinator in the NFL? Because I asked a lot of people midseason, and they said, fire Pete Carmichael, make Ronald Curry the play caller. And they said that because they had faith in Ronald Curry. So if your answer to that question is yes, then my next question would be, would you rather have Ronald Curry be your offensive coordinator or someone else's, because eventually he's going to get an offensive coordinator job. He's very highly regarded. He's getting interviews already. So, you know, I, I think that that's, if you're, if you're t- 
trying to figure out what the conversations they're having on airline are. I think it's going to be a lot closer to that than the idea of like, we need to bring in anything new. So I agree. I, I think that, that, you know, there would be a lot of frustration based around we're doing it again. We're just keeping the status quo. We're not changing. We're just saying, you know, whatever the definition of insanity, which technically there is a different definition of insanity, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The same thing, expect different results. I, you know, I, I, but I don't think that just doing something different for the sake of doing something different is the right call either. So I, you know, I, I think Ronald Curry is a serious in serious consideration. Um, and it's going to, I think it's going to come down to, you know, you're going to have a pool of candidates and you nail down those candidates, right? Like a guy like Gerard Johnson. Oh, I was going to bring that up, Jeff. Oh, uh, listen, uh, Jeff, that's what I, I, we like, we thinking on the same wavelength. (laughs) I was like, uh, telethomy. I was like, oh, Jeff and I, uh, I listen, we didn't, we didn't practice this. I didn't know you Uh Oh, Jeff, you and Bobby are thinking alike now. There's problems. No, I'm telling you, Gerard Johnson, uh, let me tell you, I'm going to say all these positives. But I don't know if the Saints fans can accept this. And what I mean by that, you got to start somewhere. Uh, he's been outstanding, uh, but uh, he's not uh, He's not called plays at a professional level. Okay. Right. I'm a, he's 35 years of age. Uh, I look at his background. We all know what he did with C.J. Stroud with the Texans. Like I said, he's 35 years of age. Uh, we all know C.J. Stroud led the NFL in yards passing uh, per game. Uh, interception percentage, he was taking care of the football. Uh, it was amongst the best ever in NFL history amongst rookies. You might say, well, Bobby, uh, what is his background before the Texans? Well, uh, before joining the Texans uh, last offseason, he was with the Vikings. You know, I'm a Kirk Cousins fan. For sure. Uh, uh, you might hate Kirk Cousins, uh, but it's not <laughs> enough quarterbacks. But Kirk Cousins enjoyed a very strong season. When he threw for basically uh, 4,600 yards, 29 uh, touchdowns, they were 13 and four. Uh, so when I look at that, and now uh, Gerard Johnson, and I don't know if we get opportunity. No, he's staying but, in Houston. He's an, they've announced already. Oh, uh, okay, they already announced it. Because the reason why I was bringing mm-hmm. that up, uh, that that one negative that Saints fans would have, I know they would. That son of a gun. Okay, he's good with the quarterback, but he's never called plays. I'm telling you, there's right. an art. There's an art. Sneaky Pete will be unbelievable with Sean Payton setting up game plans. Second-hand, uh, uh, second-fiddle no, guy. Uh, when you're getting plays, what we could do on third down, what we could do in the red zone, and setting up a game plan. But there's an art, I'm telling you, on game day, calling plays. That was the only thing about uh, Gerard Johnson uh, that I was coming up with, Jeff, but now Steve's saying he's staying with Houston, is that, mm-hmm. I don't know, sometimes you have to have a chance to call plays, whether you're going to succeed or fail. The Saints can't afford that. Whoever's calling plays next year for Derek Carr, they got to kick ass. or It's like going pecan if it doesn't no. happen. I agree completely. That's why earlier I was saying I kind of lean toward a candidate with play-calling experience. And even in Ronald Curry, you can say, well, he did call plays in the preseason. He has some experience. You know, I don't know how much does that, uh, you know, measure up. But, like, the question is, is is experience that didn't go well still valued experience? Well, like, Quinn Kubiak called plays in Minnesota, but, I don't, you know, that it didn't really go particularly well. Yeah, with Coach Zimmer, yeah. Um, So, I mean, it's it's interesting when you look at it and you say, okay, how do you learn from that? You know, and I think that's what the interview process is for. It's like, well, this didn't go well, but do you know why it didn't go well, right? Or do you have you identified why the problems were there, and can you do better this time? And 
And a guy like Getsy is interesting because he got fired, right? He's not like he's you're not hiring him away from the Bears. He got fired from the Bears because it didn't go well. And it's a very similar situation to where the Saints are with, with Dennis Allen. Matt Eberflus, they, they kept him and said, we're going to rebuild the offensive staff. So w- what are you seeing with Getsy where you can be better? And, you know, obviously he has those McVay, Shanahan ties, whatever. Right. Um, that's, but, that, but I do think that there is value in that. You know, there, if you can learn from a play caller stint, an offense coordinator stint that didn't exactly meet expectations, then, you know, do it better next time. And, and I think that's where you're hoping to find that. But I agree. I, I think in the situation you are in, you have a very narrow window. You have very narrow margins in terms of success fail with this current regime. And I think getting someone in with, you know, who isn't coming in blind to what being an offensive coordinator in the NFL is going to be like, I think there's value there. Well, uh, you know, Jeff, you bring up, uh, because that's the latest name, uh, between uh, you look at uh, Chicago Bears offensive coordinator Luke Getze, our Ravens receiver coach uh, Greg Lewis, uh, mm-hmm. but looking at those candidates, and I'm looking at Getze. Uh, you know what caught my attention? Okay, uh, okay, what did the Bears do? I don't know. They ranked 20, 20th in yards. They were 18 in points. Uh, you know, and it was drastically a difference between rushing the football and passing. Hello, uh, I think that Justin Fields had something to do with this. And the Bears had the second most rushing yards in NFL, but they were uh, 27 in passing uh, with Getze. Oh, uh, you know, uh, Derek Carr ain't freaking running like no Justin Fields. Come on. So when you look at that. but Tyson Bajant for a good it, number of those games it, this year. Yeah, yeah. So when I look at, like, Getze, the one thing that caught my attention now, he was just a quarterback coach, but he was in Green Bay from uh, 2019 to 21, and you would say maybe, I don't know if he helped Aaron Rodgers, but he was the quarterback coach to win back-to-back MVPs in 2020 and 21. Hmm. So uh, he was his coach. So uh, look, uh, that caught my attention. Can he make uh, Derek Carr in the conversation? Not that... Uh, kind of like Dak Prescott. Remember, Dak Prescott was in the MVP conversation. Oh, for sure. Uh, now, maybe it didn't work out that way at the end, but can you get Derek Carr maybe playing on that level? And then you look like Greg Lewis from the Ravens. Now, a wide receiver coach. Now, he's played in the NFL before, uh, but he got his start in the coaching ranks. He was back with the Saints in 2015. I didn't, I didn't remember that. And I'm looking, but uh, he's been the majority of time uh, working with Andy Reid. If you work with Andy Reid and the Chiefs, I think that's pretty good skins on the wall. Now he's 43 years of age, uh, four-season coaching, wide receivers with the Chiefs, and two coaching running backs. Uh, but you look at the process and the skins on the wall. It's all about opportunity, and you can uh, can you take advantage of that. So, uh, Jeff, uh, the point being, when I look at Luke Getze and uh, Greg Lewis, do you think the Saints fan base – could accept maybe those individuals if they went in that direction to beat offensive coordinator. Well, I, I do think it's funny, and I know I can already hear it. Would be, oh, you hired a guy who failed as the Bears' offensive coordinator. <laughs> right. You hired a guy who coached wide receivers on a team that doesn't really throw the ball that much. Uh, right. And I did, but it's but it's about more than that, right? Right. You, know, you have to look beyond. You know, it, it, whether it's Justin Fields. You know, I don't think that Getsy necessarily made a ton of sense with Justin Fields. If, you're, if your methodology is, yeah, he was so successful with Aaron Rodgers, let's replicate that with a guy who is nothing like Aaron Rodgers, who doesn't play an ounce like Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. So let's, let's do that. That's going to work. You know? And so I think it's, you are looking back and you're saying, okay, 
can you replicate what you did with the Packers? Now, it's tough because it's like, yeah, that's Aaron Rodgers. You know, that's an MVP. You know, he won the MVP. Right. Back to is back. It to get to, or is it because he's on autopilot, right? So I don't know. But I, I do think I do like that experience. I like the ability to kind of go back to that and, and bridge off of that. And I, I think you do have to look a little beyond, okay, we, we, need to, we need to evaluate it based on everything that happened with the Bears. I do like the fact that the Bears ran the ball this year. That's something I would love the Saints to be able to do. Right, amen. So maybe, maybe that's a big part of it. Um, but, no, I, I, I agree. I, I think these guys are interesting. And at the end of the day, whoever this is is going to have a lot of expectations, and, and they're going to be expectations that need to be met immediately. And it's, it's going to be a high-pressure job. You know, there's going to be no patience – for a slow start, for offensive struggles the way that you saw this year. None whatsoever. So I don't know who it's going to be, but whoever it is better, you know, they better come kind of loaded for bear because uh, it's it's going to be a challenge. Thanks for taking a break and giving us some time, Jeff, and hopefully you get uh, some sun on the other side of your face tomorrow. I'll do my best. All right, Thanks, Jeff. Guys. That's Jeff Nowak, Saints sideline reporter and digital content producer. That Senior Bowl update brought to you by the spirit of First American, a banking tradition since 1910. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.